Hello and welcome to this edition of World Weekly. Today we're looking at the fire that so nearly destroyed the Cathedral of Notre Dame in Paris and its implications for world heritage and for France. Joining me in the studio is the FT's architecture correspondent, Edwin Hethcote, and from Paris, our correspondent there, Victor Mallet. Victor, it's a couple of days since the shock. It's still standing, essentially, in Notre Dame. How grave is the damage? Well, I think now that the fire has been put out, the damage is obviously very, very severe to the roof, but it was mainly to the wooden roof and that spire that was on top of that roof, which plunged through the vault of the cathedral into the middle of the cathedral. But the damage to the treasures and artworks inside is surprisingly minor, it seems, in most cases. So I think given the extent of the fire and the sort of horrendous blaze that we saw on that Monday night, really things are better than people might have expected. Nevertheless, I mean, there is a sort of question about the stability of certain parts of the stonework, although the stone towers, the bell towers are largely intact. And of course, rebuilding the roof will itself be a very, very major project. And even the amazing stained glass windows survived, apparently. Yes, not all of them. I mean, you can see that some of the smaller windows, especially high up, are clearly broken, shattered and and have disappeared. But the great sort of rose windows for which Notre Dame is famous are still there. There are sort of three major rose windows on the west and the north and the south. And they still seem to be intact, although they're almost certainly smoke damaged, but they're not broken. And people are rushing forward to volunteer money to rebuild. We seem to be up to almost a billion euros in a few days. That's right. Even when the fire was still raging, the Pinot family offered 100 million euros. And since then, the promises have been rolling in, largely from tycoons, big companies in France, but also some foreign companies. Apple said it would donate some money. And then also sort of French government institutions. And there's now a public subscription that's going to take place in France and people will get tax breaks for donating small amounts of money. So, yes, a very large sum of money has already been promised. I think we're up to about 800 million euros at the moment. Now, um, President Macron has already said that the whole thing will be rebuilt. But Edwin, I mean, you wrote in the paper that restoration will take more than just money. It requires a meticulous forensic examination and deep thought about what exactly it is to be restored. What do you mean by that? Well, I think there are two questions. First, there's the situation as it is. I mean, suddenly this becomes a kind of mix of a crime scene and a disaster area. But it's not like an earthquake where you can just bring a bulldozer in and shovel everything up. Everything has to be mapped out forensically because every piece of stonework, every piece of glass is a valuable antique. It might be something hand-carved from 1300. So the first very long, very meticulous, arduous exercise is just going through all the damaged stuff on the floors that's collapsed in from the roof, the woods, the timbers, the bits of glass, the metal, the gargoyles that have collapsed in, and cataloguing all that. That's an incredible amount of work before we even get to start to reconstruct. And then, of course, there's the second issue, which is what exactly it is you're going to reconstruct. Is it a meticulous copy of the church exactly as it was the moment before the fire broke out, or do you take it back to a state there around 1900 or in 1800? Do you strip out some of the worst of the Victorian 19th century excessive restorations and additions? What are you building? What is Notre Dame? You know, what is the base? And the French have a record of actually adding modern bits to ancient buildings. I'm thinking of the famous glass pyramid in the middle of the Louvre. Do you think they'll take a similar opportunity to do something modern with Notre Dame or is it too sacred to do that kind of thing with? I believe they just announced before we came on air that there will be a global call for designs for a new spire. The spire that fell in so dramatically was actually a 19th century addition and it looks like there's going to be a contemporary replacement for that now. 
And I mean, restoration, as well as being, as you say, a very difficult technical task and a task of reimagination, seems to be a very dangerous thing in itself, because actually, as far as we can see, this fire was set off by restoration efforts, and that's not an isolated incident, is it? It it absolutely isn't. I mean, here we had the Glasgow School of Art, which burnt down twice during restoration projects, almost unbelievably. But worldwide, there have been examples of this happening. And it's a very dangerous and very delicate moment in the life of a building because everything is exposed. There are naked flames. There are the conditions of a building site, which are always unpredictable. So you're right, restoration is necessary so the building doesn't fall down and remains safe, but it's also arguably the most vulnerable moment in the building's life when it's kind of stripped naked. Yeah, and I don't want to turn the focus away from Paris too much, but I mean, here in Britain, people are very worried, aren't they, about the restoration of the Palace of Westminster, including the fire risk. Yeah, that's right. And amazingly, even though that's only 150 years old or 140 years and old... it was it's a, by fire, wasn't it? It was. It was originally, but it's a far more complex building. The church, effectively, is a barn. It's one big space. The parliament is a warren of rooms and cellars, and it's very heavily used in a way that the church is one big space used by congregation and tourists, but it's a much more simple use in a way. So, Victor, turning back to France, I mean, what's the current mood in Paris? Because on the night, it seemed like an almost incredible blow was going to happen to this most celebrated of cities. Is it now a kind of relief or shock? I think, yeah, people are already starting to move on to sort of daily politics after a 24-hour break that was declared by the main political parties to grieve, as it were, for Notre Dame. I think, you know, there's also a financial impact on the city because I think it's the most visited tourist site in Europe and possibly the world. Something like 12 million people a year go to see Notre Dame. So obviously there will be an impact on tourism in the city and people are concerned about that. But uh, yeah, people have already slowly begun to move on and you've got some of the anti-government protesters, the Gilets jaunes protesters, complaining that these big French companies and tycoons were able to fork out large sums of money overnight for Notre Dame, which they're not able to do to help the poor. You know, so you've already got the return, if you like, of normal French politics. But just on the business of restoration, I mean, I think the French have quite a good record of interesting restorations and not necessarily wanting to be totally conservative and just put back what was already there. I was talking to Jack Lang yesterday, the former culture minister, who was one of the people in charge under Francois Mitterrand of that Louvre restoration, which did happen in a fairly short time, I think within five years, like the proposed rebuilding of Notre Dame. And he was sort of raising the question that, yeah, you could use new materials, even if you recreated the spire, as Edwin was saying, it's a 19th century structure, you could recreate it, but it wouldn't have to necessarily be in the same materials. So I think you could have a situation where you might not have a spire at all, you might have something else. You know, I'm quite impressed by the fact that people are not necessarily talking about totally copying what was there. The main pieces that were lost were actually wooden beams that they called the forest up in the roof, a huge number of very large oak beams that were used to hold up this leaden roof. And, you know, I imagine they'll be looking for some imaginative solutions to replace that. And on the politics of it, I mean, these kinds of events can take on an unfortunate symbolic import. And President Macron was already trying to recover from the gilet jaune thing, had a big speech scheduled for the very night that, as it turned out, Notre Dame was almost burnt down. Do we yet have a sense of how this is playing for the president? It's a bit hard to say, a bit early to say. You know, he immediately sort of caught the popular mood. I mean, he had to cancel his speech with only half an hour to go, or the broadcast of the speech. Apparently, the speech was actually pre-recorded. So he didn't make that speech. He didn't make all those announcements. And he very much focused on the issue of Notre Dame and how to save it and so on, which I'm sure at the time was absolutely the right thing to do, both from a personal point of view, an ethical point of view, and from a political point of view. 
And I think everyone appreciated that. The question is, you know, how long that will last. And as I said, already a day or so later, a couple of days later, we've got people sort of wanting to move on and get onto day-to-day politics and attacking the rich and attacking the government (laughs) and so on. So I think at the moment, the effect is pretty much neutral for Macron. You know, he did what any president would, I think, have done, which is to not continue with his normal business of politics for a short time. He's going to resume that probably next week. And, you know, that's what people would want him to do. But I, I think they would have been surprised if he had done anything else. The one thing where the government and Macron might benefit is that this might not be the moment for the gilets jaunes or the sort of casseurs, the wreckers who appear with them on these marches to lay waste to central Paris, which they threatened to do this coming Saturday. And this might be considered, you know, I think by the people of Paris as a particularly sort of provocative and unpleasant thing to do when the symbol of French culture and religion has just been laid waste by fire. Yeah, I mean, and Edwin, let's end by thinking about that. I mean, Victor said that Notre Dame was possibly the most visited tourist site in the world. I certainly think Paris is said to be the most visited city in the world. I mean, I guess Paris has a number of symbols, the Eiffel Tower and so on. But this, for its sheer ancientness, must be almost unique, not just in French, but in European culture. I think so, because there isn't an equivalent over here in London, for instance, because here we have the split between St. Paul's and Westminster and Canterbury Cathedral as well as the kind of the head of the church and mothership. So it embodies all of these things. So there's a sense that this building is France. We have nothing really to compare that to. There's no building of a similar significance, except maybe the Palace of Westminster yeah. that you mentioned. And then there's the residual kind of um, animosity towards politicians that goes with that, which isn't there, of course, in Notre Dame. And architecturally, is it fair to say that it's unique? Because I guess France has these grand cathedrals as well. One thinks of Chartres, Rouen, yeah. and so on. But I suppose it's the combination of its ancientness and its centrality to Paris. I think that's exactly right. Its position on the Rue de la Cité in that site with the public square in front of it makes it... Uh, it is the centre of France. It's the place from which distances are measured. It's very consciously the heart. It's kind of the physical and metaphysical heart of the country. So, yes, absolutely, it's, it, is, it is there. Okay, well, we'll leave it there for now. Thank you very much indeed to Edwin here in London, to Victor Mallet in Paris. That's it for this week. Until next week, goodbye.